Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's wonderful to have you here. It's in the news and it's a bigger deal than people will give it credit for. In fact, maybe you're not giving it that much credit. Give me just a few moments and let me talk about it. The Telegraph, a uh, uh, paper out of the UK on January 10th, 2016, had an article with the following title. This is the week the Anglican Church might fall apart. Uh, in fact, given there's a little bit of a delay before we get these out to the public, you may already know the consequence of the meetings the Anglican Church is going through at this time. Uh, the Anglican Communion is the third largest uh, Christian uh, denomination in the world. And they're going through a great deal of struggle, internal struggle, for the soul, if you will, of the Anglican Communion. Uh, let me read from this Telegraph article from January 10th. Uh, let's see. It says, This week the Anglican Communion may fall apart. The stated reason is disagreement about homosexuality. Liberal whites, especially in North America, support gay sex acts and same-sex marriage. African Anglicans oppose them because they go against what the Bible and Christian tradition say. This is a serious issue in its own right, but it does not fully explain the animus within the communion. Now, I have to say, uh, nothing against Mr. Charles Moore, the uh, writer here for The Telegraph, but he really does oversimplify the issue there. Uh, and perhaps it wasn't his desire to go into it in great depth. It's not just some conflict between, say, North American uh, uh, groups and African groups, uh, which are much more conservative, but even within uh, England, uh, within North America and Europe, there's a great deal of division over this issue. Uh, homosexuality is proving to be one of the defining issues of the day, uh, not because of love or hate or uh, you know, all the things it's often touted as, but a worldview perspective, especially for nominally Christian churches. It's a worldview question, uh, not simply a matter of what people like and don't like. Actually, The Economist also had a good article. This was also published January 10th. And The Economist, uh, from their website actually, titled this, Why the Anglicans Meeting Matters. Uh, and I won't read the whole thing, probably happy for that. Uh, let me just read the last paragraph. They point out, unity with fellow believers around the world has long been an encouragement for global Anglicans, especially those under pressure and sometimes in fear of their lives in places like the Middle East and Pakistan. But if a compromise is not reached this week, there will be a split in the Anglican communion, which could be messy. Some conservatives say that truth is more important than unity, but many Anglicans are praying that the archbishop will be able to strike a deal. Uh, final sentence. Then they say everyone can stop obsessing so much about sexuality and focus on the issues they care more about, such as evangelism, reconciliation, and support for the persecuted worldwide. Now, there's a lot I'd want to say about this, but really for this brief webcast, let me focus on something rather focused. First, P 
people often talk about Christianity, the world's Christianity, nominal Christianity, being attacked from the outside. And I do not mean to say that's not the case. Uh, we have secular organizations and atheist organizations and different religions, and there is an attack going on uh, concerning nominal Christianity out there in the world, in the United States, Europe, and elsewhere. But there is also a crumbling from within. The idea that somehow nominal worldly Christianity is only facing enemies from the outside is just completely false. There is a crumbling and a rotting from within as well. And frankly, it's the kind of thing you see in a lot of other places where liberal-minded academics who have a certain social perspective that is different than something traditionally held uh, get into positions of power and decide to move things in that direction. It's not actually conspiratorial, it's just the way life works these days. But the second thing I want to observe is really what they highlight in this last sentence in The Economist. They point out, then, they say, everyone can stop obsessing so much about sexuality and focus on the issues they care more about, such as evangelism, reconciliation, and support for the persecuted worldwide. What's the problem there? Amongst a lot of problems, it's not so much a focus on sexuality. It's a debate about what the truth is. What is true? What does God actually want in the world? How can you focus on evangelism, which means spreading a good message, spreading the good news, if you can't agree on what that good news is? Reconciliation. Any reconciliation based on anything other than truth is nothing but pretense and the persecuted worldwide. What are they being persecuted for if not the truth? Part of the problem here, frankly, boils down to John 17, 17. Jesus Christ said 2,000 years ago to God in prayer, your word is truth. And frankly, in that sense, the Anglican communion is no different than all these other large denominations in the world in that it's never fully been about truth. And I think they're seeing the fruit of that today. Hope this has been a beneficial webcast for you. Please do go to tomorrowsworld.org and check out other resources you might be interested in.